United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joining us now is Dr. Gordon Peak, a senior advisor for the Pacific Islands in the United States Institute of Peace's Asia Center. He joins us now. Dr. Peak, welcome and good morning. How are you? I'm good morning, Laura. I'm good. Great to be on the show. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us. We're, we are now a year into a regional strategy for the U.S. Pacific Islands. There was a summit. You write about getting beyond the honeymoon phase. Remind people about that important summit that's happening. I mean, they're going to have a summit starting next, starting actually today, I believe. Is that right? Marking one year since the first ever such summit in September of last year. Yeah, that's right. Starting in a couple of hours, uh, Laura. So uh, President Biden is going to be inviting leaders from the Pacific Islands to the White House uh, for what will be the second summit uh, where the United States has gathered together these these leaders. The last one was about this time last year. And the fact that he's he's inviting them again is a sign that this region, which historically has been pretty neglected by the United States, is now a sign, uh, a place of in which uh, Washington is paying much more attention. Why is that? Why are we paying more attention now? Well, I think there's probably there's the elephant in the room question, which is always the issue of uh, of China, which is one of the reasons why the U.S. is paying is paying attention. There's a number of faders in this kind of set of power competition between uh, between the great powers. Uh, the Pacific is one of them. It's not the only one, but it is, but it is one of them. But it's also a region that the U.S. has a lot of historical links with as well. So as well as what's happening today. It's also a way of uh, kind of recalling what's happened in years past. So you've obviously got links that come from the Second World War, but you've got huge missionary links between the Pacific Islands and the United States uh, and the Peace Corps as well. So it's there's a whole multiplicity of, region, of reasons why, why the U.S. is paying more attention. Has there been progress since, I mean, last year's summit, they had the rollout of the U.S., Pacific Partnership strategy, what has changed? So we write in a, in a piece that we published on the USIP website that we're now kind of still in the honeymoon phase between the US and the Pacific Islands. There's been one year since the strategy was rolled out. And there's been lots of, I think, public facing activities that have happened. So you had a number of members of the cabinet, including Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin, that have visited the region. Um, but one of the big issues that uh, I think Pacific Islanders are still grappling with, they're still trying to, as they get to know uh, the United States in this honeymoon phase, is that all U.S. initiatives are dependent upon congressional approval. And a number of the big ticket items that were in the strategy uh, are still pending uh, approval in Congress. And we all know, both of us here in D.C. today, that uh, that uh, we kind of seem to be barreling towards the end game when it comes to uh, what's happening with Congress and the budget at the minute. So Congress is something that's really important and it's something I think that, you know, the U.S. is getting to know the Pacific Islands, but the Pacific Islands are also getting to know the United States. And I think what's ever more clear for Pacific Islanders is how important uh, Congress is in terms of the budget. I'm from Ireland originally, and something that took a, a while for me to get used to with the United States is that uh, Congress holds the purse. Congress is the third branch of government. And uh, without congressional budgetary approval, then you can't do as much as you'd like to. 
Well, when you look ahead at what what should be going from here on out, I mean, obviously we're a year in beyond the honeymoon phase, as you write about, but the idea of um, there remaining some thorny issues between the U.S. and the Pacific Islands, are, are there still things to contend with specifically that you think this summit will identify and hope to at least acknowledge and move beyond? Let's hope so. So there's really three issues that are that are uh, that are kind of thorny issues that the U.S. and Pacific Islands need to um, kind of put on the table and address. One of them is something called AUKUS, which is a trilateral security arrangement between uh, the United States, between Australia and uh, the United Kingdom. And one of the issues there is that part of the arrangement is that is that uh, uh, Australia will receive nuclear powered but conventionally armed submarines as part of the arrangement and that makes the pacific very very jittery um there's a um a, there's concern about militarizing the pacific there's concern about uh nuclearizing the pacific and there's uh, one of the reasons why the pacific is so focused on nuclear issues is because it's got history there in uh, in terms of nuclear issues so in the 1950s and the 1960s 1940s the united states and it wasn't the only one of the great powers detonated um, 67 uh, atomic weapons in the Marshall Islands in the Northern Pacific. And the effects of that testing, uh, France did it too, and elsewhere in the Pacific, the United Kingdom did it elsewhere in the Pacific, still reverberate uh, in the region. There's still huge rates of, uh, of uh, thyroid cancer in many uh, parts of the Pacific where there was nuclear testing occurred. So. You know, the past may be past for, for us here sitting in D.C., but for Pacific Islanders who've got long, long memories, that nuclear legacy issue is still something that is important and something that uh, one hopes will be addressed um, today. And the third issue is uh, climate change. Um, the Pacific may not have been uh, most, res most responsible for or may, uh, has played a very, very small ro role in generating climate change, but it's one of the big uh, victims of climate change. And I saw that myself in travels that I took in the region this year. You, know, you have small islands, small little places where the water is so much on roads that you're kind of kind of wading, kind of knee deep um, within it, roads being washed away because of climate change. So these are something issues that I think Pacific Island leaders will be hoping to get practical uh, assistance from the United States uh, from and today and tomorrow. It's a two-day meeting that they're having. Really informative. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Gordon Peake. It's a two-day meeting, and I'm excited to hear more about it. He's a senior advisor for the Pacific Islands in the United States Institute of Peace's Asia Center. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.